Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who are pretty confident without being cocky, if I do say so myself. Welcome to How Did We Get Weird. Speaking of confidence, I just wanted to bring us back to the time when I was in eighth grade and you were in 10th grade. Okay. And I don't know if you remember this, but an announcement came on the PA at our high school at the end of the day. Our high school was eighth grade through senior year. And it announced the homecoming court from each grade. This means kind of the homecoming queen and king of each grade. Okay. Okay. Who announces the eighth grade homecoming court? But you're sis. Right. I don't remember that specific moment. I'm sorry to say. I thought it was more of like an assembly, maybe. No, it was over the PA. Well, then an assembly happened where we were honored and where... Okay, so just to put things in order, just to make a timeline for you. So yeah, I was voted eighth grade homecoming court. It was very extremely cool. Now, mom told me years later that you came home from school that day. You obviously don't remember this. No. And you were like, mom... Vanessa's homecoming court. And you were really impressed, which I think is <laughs> so sweet. Now, I will say this. Marla Greenbaum, very cool, still to this day, very cool person who is in your grade. Wait, was I in ninth grade when I was homecoming court, actually? Now I'm thinking I was in ninth grade. Okay, get it together, Vanessa. But <laughs> either way, I was homecoming court. I think it was actually ninth grade. Now I think it's ninth grade. I take back eighth grade. And... Marla let me borrow all these shirts to wear to the big assembly where the homecoming court of each grade got to come out and like wave to everybody. And I remember I tried on all of her shirts and none of them really fit me. They were all too cool for me. And I ended up wearing my own shirt, but it was so cool to borrow Marla's shirts and very cool of her. And a shout out to Marla Greenbaum Bass, I believe is her last name now for letting me borrow her shirts. But Jonah, I just think it's very sweet that you came home from school that day and you told mom about it and you were so excited. Yeah. I mean, that's very sweet. I mean, that sounds like the opposite of the stuff I would be into in high school. It's like you think that, but then when it actually happens, you're like, wow, I actually think this is cool, even though I'm Jonah and I'm so anti all the like, who cares about homecoming and stuff. But then your sister gets homecoming court and you go, this is cool. Okay. I was in ninth grade. You were in 11th grade, by the way, I think. All right. Well, yeah, I don't remember that, Vanessa, but really... But you were impressed. Okay. I believe I was impressed. I believe it's impressive. So, sure. I'm sure I was impressed. Thank you, Jonah. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I feel like you must have congratulated me back then, but that part I don't remember. So, thank you for 
congratulating me in this moment. Okay, our guest today is a stand-up <laughs> comedian, actor, musician, and writer who you may know from HBO's Mr. Show, Comedy Central's The Sarah Silverman Program, The Big Bang Theory, or from any one of his many live shows and comedy specials, please welcome Brian Posehn. Hey, Brian. Hey. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Good, good. Were you ever on the homecoming court in high school? I heard of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm aware that it was a thing, and I've seen movies where people are in it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. i Barely made it out, and the first couple of years were rough. Yeah. I was the sad kid in the John Hughes movie that you feel really bad for. <laughs> then I sort of pulled it together. I was never homecoming adjacent at any point. Like, were you kind of anti, kind of like me, anti-establishment, listening to a lot of countercultural music, that kind of stuff? Yeah, and I dug in. Like, I was a heavy metal kid, and then I hung out with the skateboarders and the weird kids and the punk rock kid, and I, I failed P.E. because... Me and this punk kid refused to uh, run laps, so we got Fs. We got automatic Fs for the... <laughs> we dug in, so for the whole rest of the year, we would just walk laps while everybody ran around us and like yelled stuff at me and the punk kid. So that's where I was in sophomore, junior year. But senior year, I pulled it together. My best friend, through having to go to summer school, I uh, became friends with probably the most popular kid at our school, and he was like... The weird kid to be most popular because he was actually cool and a funny guy, but he was like head of the wrestling team. So everybody loved him and he was good looking. So he was easy on the eyes. Everybody uh, <laughs> gave him a pass. And then so my senior year was different. I was suddenly going to these parties and he's like, post in school, leave him alone. You know, and, and I had uh, he was like uh, Charlie Sheen and I was like Lucas. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. And then, so your senior year, did you go to like the school, to homecoming, the school dances and stuff? I didn't go to prom, but I, I went to everything else. Yeah. Things that I hadn't previously been invited to before. And then I, you know, went cruising with these guys and their Camaro and listened to the band, the cars and stuff like that. Even though I was, you know, a Judas priest and Metallica kid or whatever. You're kind of more alternative friends. How did they take all of this senior year? Oh, they were supportive. It wasn't like Can't Buy Me Love where, okay. <laughs> where I had to make a choice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if okay. you know that movie. No, I do. I was thinking of that and I guess Mean Girls. I was like thinking right. of movies where like the main character has to choose between like the popular kids and their old friends. But it sounds like that's... No, nah, it wasn't like that because I was still hanging out with the metal kids. I didn't abandon them or anything yeah. we were still going to record stores and you know on shopping and looking for new vinyl and that kind of thing but yeah did you try to convert the more popular kids to like throwing like fear of the dark or some old maiden record or be like this is actually pretty cool huh well i did yeah because so my friend joel the wrestling kid he got us because he was so popular we got to be djs my senior year so we would play music at school in the beginning of school and then during the break and lunch and then we would play at the end of the day. So he let me play half the music. And okay. So I was constantly turning him on to things. He's like, this is the B-52s. And I'm like, this is Anthrax. Like, let's let's do this. My favorite moment of that time was I played the whole, I don't know if you're familiar with the Rush 2112, the whole first side is one song. Yes. Essentially. So we played this 22-minute epic during lunch break. <laughs> while we were drinking whiskey-laced uh, 7-Eleven uh, Big Gulps. That's, That's probably so my, my favorite moment from high school. Yeah, I did a similar move. I used to do this DJ night in New York, and we'd always play the No Effects song, The Decline, and it's like, and it's 15 or 17 minutes and you just put it on it's really long is that the longest punk song yes it might be it's like a whole EP it's just one song but you wow. could put it on and then you could just walk around leave the booth like you had plenty of time to hang out right Jonah I feel like I sometimes would come to that DJ night that you did and you would let me guess DJ once in a while and the only songs that I recognized were Rancid songs yeah <laughs> those Rancid songs are staples Staples. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, what did you do after, let's take us through your senior year, you pull things together, you graduate, and then, like, what did you do once you graduated? Since I had barely gotten out, I wasn't really prepared to go straight to a four-year college, so I, okay. did, uh, I did the junior college thing. I did one near me in uh, Santa Rosa, and then uh, I moved up with my grandfather in Sacramento, and that's where I uh, went for, like, a year and a half at a junior college up there, and and then started stand-up around that same time. Wow. 
but he said like he if i was gonna live with him i had to go to school and i had to have a job so that's how it started you're from near santa we have cousins from ukiah which oh yeah i know ukiah i grew up in sonoma sonoma the little uh, tourist town and yeah it was a weird place to grow up but yeah i'm glad i did i mean it was super beautiful but uh it was really strange to live in a touristy town that would just fill up on the weekends. And, I you know, bet. Yeah. Yeah. So you started doing stand up like around your time in junior when you were in junior college. Yeah, twenty. Okay. 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 And what was that sort of? Were you like just going up at little clubs and stuff like that, or were you, yeah? I didn't even know what to do, but I was watching a ton of comedy, and it was you know because it was everywhere. It was on. We had cables, so. It was HBO and it was all these smaller stations and, you know, different, all different types of stand up. And I was watching a ton of it and I was listening to it, Eddie Murphy and Sam Kennison. And it was really through a friend. I had thought it was something I could do. And a, and a friend that I worked with at McDonald's of all places, like, thought oh. I was the funniest guy at that McDonald's. And, and he was like, <laughs> which is quite a feat, uh, but he was like, <laughs> you know, you should do this. And I was like, you think? And then that's when I started working on bits. And I wrote bits for about six months because I called a comedy club. And they were like, first of all, you can't come here if you've never done it. Like, you have to go to an open mic. And I was like, what's that? Where do I go? And luckily, they were patient and told me instead of just saying F off or whatever, you know, they walked me through it, told me where to go in in my small town. And there was a place in downtown Sacramento in the basement. And uh, that's where I started. I went to a, I think it was a Wednesday night, their regular comedy night. And the first time it went well. And I went back the second week and tried all new material, and I tanked. And then I uh, went, well, I'm going to do this again, but I'm going to do the stuff I did the first time and just work on it. Yeah. And that worked. Wow. What kind of comedy were you doing at McDonald's? Were you, like, telling <laughs> jokes inside the McDonald's or about the customers or anything? Yeah. I was just the smart-ass kid. Okay. I, you know, I had long hair, and they let me keep it under my hat. And I was just that kid. I was already, you know, I on my breaks, I would skateboard in the drive-through, and you know, I was just a kind of an idiot, but uh, <laughs> I had a good time. And uh, the other kid I worked with was a, my best friend. There was a total metalhead too, so we were just like the two, you know, Bill and Ted guys at at that job. And yeah, yeah. everybody, the weird kids that like like Mariah Carey or whatever, thought we were weird and you know, but funny. What was the first kind of metal show you saw back then? Well, the first band I saw was a band called Y&T, and they're a Bay Area band. But they're huge. They're still around. But that was the first one that my mom let me go to. And then uh, Journey was, uh, they did these shows called Day on the Green, where it would be an all-day show in a you know in a stadium. And they were headlining one of those. And I went for this band called Triumph, which was a Canadian three-piece kind of hard rock band that were not like Rush, but compared to Rush, you know, a lot. Yeah. But that that was my second band. Wow. And it was a huge, like, all-day thing. Yeah, we've had some pretty metal guests on this show, actually. Our mutual friend, Joe Troman, we've had on Randy from Lamb of God. And I love Randy. Randy's great. And then, I don't know if you know this, we mention this every episode, our cousin, <laughs> we found out, is Ricky Rackman, who's been on the show. No way, I know Ricky. Yeah. You know you Ricky? You do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've known him just through the years, and you know, and we've been... Yeah in the same room as each other and we never really met but the week i finally got to do headbangers ball they were doing it again last year and it was we both had a you know total uh smooth fest because we were both fans of each other you know like we grew up hearing that we were maybe cousins with him like from our great aunt uh-huh. and then we never kind of believed it or thought it was true and then like a year ago i messaged him on instagram and i like gave him names of like our fan and we realized we were cousins now he's come on the podcast and stuff but we talk about him being our cousins so much and we're so excited about it and it feels like we're always like posting about him and stuff he's always been so lovely and so nice but i also feel like get the feeling he's not nearly as excited <laughs> right to us as we are to him but it's- funny you know like we grew up like watching headbangers fall and stuff so we were like so cool i would take over parties when that was on like i I would be at a party on a saturday night and the tv wasn't on headbangers ball i would turn it on headbangers ball yeah and be that guy like this is what we're listening to now don't touch it There was a moment of time when I was really obsessed with this one episode of Say Yes to the Dress, which I don't think probably either of you has seen a ton of episodes. (laughs) I know exactly what that show. I I don't think I've seen a full app, but no. There's an episode, and I used to have the season and episode number 
memorize, but the title of the episode is This Is My Fiance and This Is My Wife. And it's about this sort of like lightly polygamous couple that comes in to get a wedding dress for like the fiance of this guy who's married to this woman. Anyway, it's a whole thing. And it's such a funny episode because they edit it in such a way that they make both of the women that are either married to or getting married to this guy look absolutely insane. And also the people working at Kleinfeld at the bridal store are so not like cool about them being polygamous. Like they're like, can you believe it? Like, let's, I want to go look at them. Like they're so like, <laughs> it's so fun. Like everything about the episode is so funny. And then there's obviously they've, you know, they follow three couples. That's the structure of say yes to the dress. But anyways, the other two couples are like pretty funny too, for their, for their own reasons. I mean, there was a period of time where any party that I would go to, this is probably, and when I say a period of time, I'm going to say five years ago, any party I would go to, I'd be like, can we watch this episode of say yes to the dress? It was <laughs> totally bring like the whole energy of the party down and it's a half hour show you know so it's like everyone's kind of like okay but i really think it's one of the best episodes of reality tv that like exists and so i always felt but to make people invest a half hour <laughs> yeah know, know. we're watching this at least with right. headbangers ball was like on in the background it's in the background know, like, exactly this yeah. is like no 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 no. you have to pay attention <laughs> vanessa if people start talking at the party would you tell them to be quiet honestly i think out of respect for me and my level of excitement for the episode they sort of would stay quiet like they sort of would just like, watch it yeah. Wow. Did um, you find they didn't invite you to parties after that? Or <laughs> you know, you know, I haven't talked to a bunch of those people. Yeah. Yeah. Bridget Everett, who's been a guest on this show, definitely did that at her. Uh, you know? Do you know Bridget Bryant? Yeah. 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 She's the greatest. She. I definitely so done that at like I think her holiday party one year. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Brian, do you get into any reality shows? Do you watch any of that kind of stuff? I have. I'm not like a an alpha guy but you know the ones that i've liked the most are like ones that feature alpha guys like okay. i'm watching this reality show on netflix it was called physical 100 and it's crazy it's so it's 100 korean people and they're all buff in different physical shape but they're all like some are like firefighters and like stuck people and and they're all in shape which i'm not in any shape but they do all this intense stuff, and I love it. And things like that, or like naked and afraid. If you throw or yeah. you throw a bunch of like people up in the woods, like yeah, don't die. You know, I'll watch a show called Try Not to Die. I'll, I'll watch that in a second. And yeah. uh, the the one I just watched, which my wife walked in and goes, "What is this?" <laughs> it's by the same guy that Dana White guy, who I barely know, but I'm not a UFC guy at all. But I I used to watch this UFC reality show that was called The Ultimate Fighter. I wouldn't really watch the actual matches, but I love The Ultimate Fighter because it's basically the real world with like 20 crazy roided up dudes just like, oh. and they're fighting. They want to kill each other and it's super nuts. It's like all the stuff you wish the real, like people put their fists through walls and stuff and like getting in arguments and that I found super enjoyable. Okay. And now there's a new one. It is slap fighting. What? It's people that, do you know what slap fighting is? It's, I mean, is it how it sounds? It's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> Do they slap was, only on the face? Yes. And it's hard to watch because they knock people out. Like they're, they're, uh, Whoa. and you're watching people get head injuries basically. So that when I started, I was like, I think I like this. And then I saw a couple people take uh, hits that might stick with them for the rest of their lives. And I was like, I don't know if, if I do like this show. Sorry. So slap fighting, are there rules like you're, hand has to be open or something yeah it's really new in our country okay. it's been huge in russia and that's where dana white found out about it he was watching all these viral videos of russian dudes just destroying each other like in a basement somewhere just like one hit and then the guy gets his hit but if you knock him out obviously he's not going to hit you back so it's really about who gets to go first sometimes like wow. <laughs> the guy is guaranteed to knock the other dude out so it's just 
I hope I get to go first. If not, I'm losing. That's, That's crazy. crazy. It's crazy, too, because like wrestling is so not fake. I know those guys have to be in like really incredible shape, but it's like planned out kind of right. Or at least yeah. like, the W. But UFC isn't. UFC is different. Right. UFC is MMA. That's right. That's real, right? Yeah. And it's so not me. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I have not thrown a punch ever yeah i've been hit but it's not something i enjoy but i love watching guys do that because i'm also a big action movie nerd too yeah so yeah i don't know i'd love to see the version of slap fighting that's if it became like ww is it wwe yeah wwe if it yeah. became like wwe because fake slaps have been a part of acting for such a long time where somebody slaps and the other person just moves. it's like a thing that happens so much in movies and TV in a fake way. Right. It's just so funny that that, I don't know. Yeah, like in soap operas and stuff. It's just such a big thing. I wonder if they would do like a league of the fake I don't know. Anyways, I'm very disturbed by the slap fighting thing, but it is disturbing. And that's what my wife was like. That's you can't horrible. And I was like, no, you're right. You're right. But we had just watched Milf Island together. So I was like, you can't. Oh, you mean oh, Milf Manor? Milf Manor. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Jonah. Milf Island was a, a, a sketch on um, oh. yeah, 30 Rock. It was a bit on 30 Rock. On 30 Rock. Okay, okay. Okay. Do you do this where your brain farts and then you force other people to brain fart because you can't <laughs> communicate enough to where now they're like i don't know what that is either yeah 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 <laughs> the thing that i look at that i'm kind of embarrassed about and me and my friend brian talk about is some of these like metal gossip sites like blabbermouth <laughs> where it'll be like oh yeah michael sweet from striper weighs on and should bands use backing tracks and then it's like a blurb that one of these guys says and apparently there's like a thousands of metal podcasts these guys are uh -huh. on and then they reprint it with like a headline to get you to read. And it's like, you know, yeah, well, there's also I do. I read that. And I love when they make like somebody will say something political and then they'll <laughs> oh, yeah. really pile on. Because oh, yeah. if you're a musician, you're not supposed to have, a, you know, an opinion about politics. Of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. No. Yeah. But it's like so they will find the most obscure things and make it yes. into like six stories. Yes. Oh, my God. So it's incredible. Yeah. Didn't even know. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If if you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. And we're back with Brian Posehn. So, Brian, you gave us a lot of incredible topics to discuss today. And the one that me and Vanessa came back to was 
Nerds Candy. And so we're just wondering why that was on your list, what what your formative memories are of nerds. What's your relationship? Well, being a nerd, <laughs> it was the first time there was a candy for me. Right. And it felt like, <laughs> you know, and I always pictured nerds making it too. So it was like our fubu candy <laughs> for us, by us. No, but I mean, I've stuck with it. I remember it coming out. It came out in the 80s. And it was super addictive. And I love any kind of candy where you're like, I can have just a couple of these or I could have a thousand uh-huh. <laughs> at once. <laughs> you know what I mean? There was there was the option of just doling them out because they had those two little things on the top. Yeah. One side was strawberry and one side was grape. And you could just say, so I'm just going to have a couple of grapes. And then, then you'd open them both and you'd be chugging both at the same time. And then it's empty. Yeah. And you're like, fired up for the next six hours (laughs) yeah did you know i guess they did an episode okay so just to give you a little background on nerds they were launched in 1983 yeah they usually contain two flavors per box as you were saying they did an episode of that show unwrapped about nerds and the factory worker said basically we start off with a sugar crystal and we just keep coating it with more sugar which makes sense it's just basically one piece of yes one crystal of sugar just covered with more and more and more sugar and that they figured it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like a pop rock without the. F- it wasn't flaky like a pop rock. Yeah. It was more solid, and then it also didn't scare you <laughs> like. Pop Were you rocks. eating nerd like around the house or at the movies or hanging with friends at work? At work at at record stores like full of caffeine. Like I would combine nerds with Skittles with like red Coke all day. You know, just drinking original Coke all day, and then. Wonder why I couldn't sleep at night. <laughs> totally. Now, do you remember they had a competitor called Dweebs? Do you remember Dweebs? Yes. Not a Dweebs fan. <laughs> Not a Dweebs fan. Plus, I would never call myself a Dweeb. You know what I mean? Like, nerd became cool. A dweeb is just a, is more derogatory. It's more derogatory. <laughs> it's also such a direct ripoff. It's like when Skechers yeah, made Bob sure. to compete with Tom's. It's like, can you guys hide it a little more? Like, <laughs> yeah. It just feels so... But yeah, I guess they were similar to nerds, but they were less sour and bigger in size. And they contained three flavors instead of two. So it sounds like... They were trying to out-nerd dweebs, or they were trying to out-nerd nerds. Yeah, They were only on the market for a very short time. And then the other candies that were competing with nerds were, as you mentioned, Pop Rocks, Candy Buttons, and Mike and Ike's, which... Mike and Ike's are still around. Mike and Ike's are still big. Are Candy Buttons like the things that were like on paper? Yeah, it was like you're doing a... Dots of acid. (laughs) You'd get get the paper and then take the candy off. And yeah, yeah. I was never a fan of those. No. I never liked how they tasted, but they reminded me so much when I was a little kid. Like, I'm sure they still have these, but they used to have these like sheets of stick on earrings that were really small, like little like stickers. And they Uh looked like those candy buttons. And so I think because they reminded me of those, I always thought that they would taste better than they did. Uh, Like I thought I'd like them because I like the earrings so much, but it turns out just because something looks nice. Just because they're similar shape, they're not the same thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, there's a lot of different spinoffs of nerds. I'm wondering I if you remember ever... the nerd rope. Nerd rope. That's what I was just about to ask about. I don't know if nerd rope is still around, but I would. Oh, I it's would, around big time. I would eat a nerd rope. Yeah. What about sour nerds? No, I never got into them. I mean, I, okay. I like Sour Patch Kids, but sour is not my favorite flavor. Yeah. When I'm feeling candy. Yeah, fair enough. And I'm not even a big, I like chocolate, but I think it goes back to. That sugar high of like, I mean, I I still will go to Skittles and I will still, you know. Yeah. If I see nerds in a store, I'm like, oh, yay. I recently was handing out Halloween candy on Halloween, you know, on Halloween. And the kids, we had nerds rope and the kids were going absolutely bonkers over nerds rope. People are really, it started in 2001, the nerds rope. That's when they came out with it. And it has been a big hit ever since. And if you go on the nerds website, the things that are currently available are the nerds rope, the nerds candy, big chewy nerds. Have you ever had those? (laughs) No. I want it. I'm going to try them now. These are a new thing. And then the newest thing from 2021, Nerds Gummy Clusters. And I think those are like blow pops. Like, I think they have gum in the middle. Oh, okay. I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then, of course, every Easter, Nerds has their jelly beans come out. 
seasonally. But I don't know about <laughs> nerds gummy clusters. I don't know. That's not something I, you know. Yeah. That's not what I go to nerds for. Yeah. Exactly. And then it sounds like a lot of work. And then you got it hanging out in your mouth. And, th- and then you're the guy. Yeah. With the, you know, you're the grown person. Yeah. With the, with the pop. Yeah. In your mouth. The most incredible nerd spinoff I found in our research was the nerd cereal. Did you remember that at all? No. There was a nerd cereal. I'm looking at it now and it had one side grape, one side strawberry, and you can mail in an offer for a bowl with like a divider in half so you could divide it. They like didn't the put like real nerds in it, did they? Or was it flaky, puffy nerds that made to look like? That's a good question. I don't know. Because was... I mean, sugary cereals, but that's that's a different level of sugar when you're when you're just pouring <laughs> nerds yeah. into it. I don't know if it's just like flavored corn stuff or if it's just actual just nerds i one of the first i think it was comedians of comedy the movie that uh, Patton uh, we did of uh, us touring at one point we go to a rest stop and i i get nerd rope and for a while people would bring me nerd rope at a comedy club so wow if you want to start that back up listeners <laughs> come see me <laughs> like my dates that. are brianpussain.com i would love nerd rope <laughs> Did you have a favorite flavor with the nerd stuff? I mean, I don't mind the watermelon, but I I prefer straight up strawberry and grape. Yeah. Yeah. Those are so good. The traditional. Yeah, yeah. There used to be a ton of different flavors that they've tried, but then they've also done gumballs, bubble gumballs, which seems similar to kind of their new product. And then they also have done like jumbo nerds which is like a box with multiple flavors. All this stuff is sort of like come and gone. And then they um, sometimes make seasonal flavors, including spooky nerds for Halloween, frosty nerds for Christmas, Valentine's nerds for Valentine's Day, and hoppin' nerds for Easter. I love when they have these spinoffs. I always picture, I know it's way more high tech, but I always picture just an old school guy. Like, we've got to come up with another, you know. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know it's not like that at all, but I see things as sketches in my head. So yeah. it's yeah. always like old timey, you know, the guy at nerds headquarters. <laughs> the Valentine nerd seems like a tough sell as like getting that as a Valentine's Day gift for someone. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, I feel like my wife would be pretty bummed if I gave her some. I was like, no, these are Valentine's Day nerds. Right. I don't know. If you're a nerd, I, I guess it's a, but you got to get him something else, too. You got to get him something else, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 It's like the kind of like joke part. Like, I know you love nerds. So here's these. But also here's like a beautiful scarf. <laughs> right. <laughs> Brian, do you still eat a lot of candy these days, or what's your what's your? What are you go-to? saying? <laughs> I'm just curious if nerds are still in your life, or if it's been replaced by anything else, or right? They are at airports when I'm on yeah. the road. Yeah, that's something I'll grab definitely. Yeah. Do you have a new like favorite candy that you've discovered more as an adult? Like I know for me. Kind of, I guess, when I was in high school into college, I, you know, kind of quite an international teen, I discovered Kinder Bueno, which is the hazelnut bars. That's sort of a more sophisticated European candy with hazelnut in it. No, it depends on how high I am after my show and how extensive uh, the selection is at the Courtyard Marriott, whatever kind of candy they have there. It usually winds up being peanut M&Ms, Skittles. Snickers a go-to, and then I'll throw them all on a bed and and cry and eat them. <laughs> have you have you ever like when you do stand up and stuff? Do you ever put nerds on your or any candy on your rider? You can't, right? You could. There's a there's a couple clubs that really actually have a, a cool selection. This the Tacoma Comedy Club and the uh, Spokane Comedy Club. They're all run by the same people, and they have this crazy. It looks like a snack bar at a an old movie theater, and they have. Wow. Everything like Rocky Road, whatchamacallits, all these, wow. you know, not your regular go to candies. And then I'm always like, how long have these been sitting here? Right, 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 right. <laughs> a lot of comics don't eat this kind of stuff, you know, because there's so many of uh, the Joe Rogan type comics that would never eat candy <laughs> because they're right. on some crazy workout thing or, you know. Well, similarly, I don't know if you've ever gone for a meeting at Netflix. I feel like Netflix. Yeah. Has- an incredible candy selection. And I, whenever I've been there, I've been like, am I going to be the, I guess I'm going to be the only one to like take a bunch of this stuff, but also like, I'm not too proud. Like I'm going to. They make you really want to work there. Like you walk <laughs> in and you're like, this is the coolest place ever. And 
And then you go pitch your show and you're like, well, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but they have a really nice area downstairs. And I always, whenever any kind of company I'm at has bars, like like nutrition bars, like a balance bar, or oh, okay. any kind of, uh-huh. I'm like, you guys, you guys are really classy. Like you're spending. Right. But to me, I'm always like, they're kind of judging me and they're telling me how to eat. <laughs> right, right, right. Fatty, put in those <laughs> Skittles and try one of these. The thing I remember from being at Netflix was like taking a ton of M&Ms in the lobby and like being like, am I the only one? No, I, I do that too. Okay. You're not. Are you putting the M&Ms in your hand or you put them in a bowl or in something? A, I put them in a cup. Mind and- your own business. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> in my cheeks. <laughs> in my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> that's why guys that, wear cargo shorts you just fill them up right. with m&ms and bring <laughs> a bunch of bags. i mean truly whenever i do any kind of live show i always have a huge empty bag with me and then i just leave with so much stuff and i put something on top that makes it look like it's like papers in there or something <laughs> yeah yeah it's so funny because me, me and vanessa are so similar because we had dan as in the podcast and i used to go to the vice offices and just load up on free snack and it's like i feel like just take stuff you don't even really want and just force yourself to eat it. Oh, yeah. And it's like, do most people do that or is that just like a weird thing? I don't know. Because I, <laughs> I kind of do it, so you I do don't it. know. Okay, yeah, I guess we all do it. Maybe it's not that strange. When people don't do it, I feel like they're so classy. And I'm also like, I will never be able to fully relate to you, though. <laughs> like, I appreciate that you exist in the world, but you're not the same as me. At these comedy clubs, I was saying that, you know, I'm leaving at the end of the night. I Every night I took a handful of stuff. I'm like, yeah, this stuff isn't going to eat itself. I better. Yeah. When I used to do touring stuff in Chicago with like Second City and stuff, I, I was taking waters. These water bottles, you know, they're not going to drink themselves, as you say. And look, you got to stay hydrated. All my band friends have at least one guy in their band who overdoes that, though. <laughs> he's taking the condiments and he's he's yeah. taking everything. Yeah. You know, I can think of a few guys like that. <laughs> I think there was a time when I was kind of that guy. <laughs> like, I mean, well, Vanessa famously t- took the TV remote from yeah. <laughs> one of, a green area. You told the story on here before. I, I One time I was understudying a touring company for Second City and we in Chicago. We were like, on tour somewhere i had brought all these like water bottles and snacks and stuff back to my hotel room and i was just packing it up to get back into the van and then when i got home i was unpacking it and i saw that i had taken one of the tv remotes from the hotel room it was a look jonah's laughing so hard it was i think it's so funny a low point but but (laughs) i was gonna call them and tell them and then i thought Look, they have universal remotes. I will be embarrassed. They will be embarrassed talking to me on the phone about like there's no nobody wins. Right. So I just let it go. But it was truly like it should have been a wake up call. And then I just continued taking so much stuff from every show I would do. (laughs) If you were high or you had just done a show or you were like when I post show to me, that's the time to really down candy or any other snacks. If you could pick any candy, would it be nerds? That's kind of my ultimate question to you about nerds. No, no, because I have those other go-tos now. Yeah. So nerds are more nostalgic kind of to you. Yeah, yeah. But if you had to pick a candy today, what would be like the one candy? I also like C's candy. It's just good. But but I will destroy a whole box oh, and, then, and then hate myself for an entire yeah. week. So yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to get away from that. I'm actually losing. So, But yeah, it would be Snickers or, or one of the other ones, yeah. one of the go-tos. And I could just eat peanut M&M's all day. Uh, that's what so. I was going to say. To me, M&M's, regular or peanut, or even honestly peanut butter. Have you had the bag that's got all three and you know you don't know oh, what you yes. get until you put it yes. in your mouth? <laughs> my yes. friend Gwen, who I talk about a lot here, and my friend Alex Fox and I, we will get together and we will just eat tons and tons of M&M's and try different M&M flavors. And it's I've tried pretty much all of them. Even the ones that Tucker Carlson hates. <laughs> Well, yeah, he doesn't think they're sexy enough, I think. He doesn't want to have sex with those M&Ms? What a weirdo. Yeah. so It's amazing. Sorry. I don't want to get... No, it is amazing. It is amazing. No, it's... We've talked about it on here. It's... Yeah. I almost said I don't want to get political, but that's not politics. That's just... No. When when you're talking about him, it's not even politics. It's really odd that he fixated on that. It's just weird. Yeah. 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 Very strange. Totally. All right. Well, so fun. We love nerds. And speaking of, we'll be back with these three nerds after a commercial break. Nice. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, and we're back. So, Brian, right now we're going to play a quick game with you. It is called Legit Moan or Unnecessary Groan. Legit Moan. Unnecessary Groan. This segment was inspired by a now-defunct column in our local newspaper growing up, the Cleveland Plain Dealer, called Monday Moaning, we used to read, where every Monday the paper would print extremely petty complaints the readers had. I was able to kind of dig back into the archives and find some. We used to read these as kids all the time. So we're going to pick three, basically, and at the end, we'll decide if each of these are a legit moan or unnecessary groan. Like if they're a legit complaint or they're a little superfluous. Okay. Okay. I can read the first Why one. Why don't you kick us off, Vanessa? Okay. So this one is from Westlake, Ohio. And this is probably like it's around like 2010 that this was submitted. Okay. It is so aggravating to turn the TV on any time of night or day to be greeted with some lawyer or law firm or college commercial. Why am I paying every month to be advertised to? Right. Do you think that's a legit complaint or no? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't even get my head around the, their argument. Well, it seems like they don't understand how like capitalism or like business or tv works yeah i think they yeah. don't understand advertising exactly they're like oh i'm paying for tv why are they advertising because this is something i'm paying for already right but now they kind of don't but but right although some are again bringing it back and i'm like i thought i got hulu without the ads but who knows right yeah like that's how tv works like you watch <laughs> yes. and they help fund like you paying a loan is part of it and if you want to pay for like a <laughs> premium channel that doesn't have commercials that's a separate thing but right regular cable does have commercials and that's maybe she just got cable maybe there's another one where she retracts she's like two weeks later i'm sorry now i just saw everything i watch has commercials <laughs> I didn't know. I'm so sorry. I think it's so funny that they're mad that it's a college commercial, like which yeah. I guess is yeah. a, a movie advertising college in their life. Look, I don't want to get preached at about getting a higher education. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me what to think or do or how to think better. Yeah, very. I'm greeted with some lawyer thing. Yeah, or yeah. law firm or college commercial. Like, what about what? <laughs> 
Like the grouping list together, but then it's also like, are you bothered by the other commercial? About products, yeah, which are most yeah, commercials. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. The bulk of commercials, which are not these things. Look, I'm glad this person had an outlet, but I think we all agree <laughs> that this is an unnecessary groan. Uh, yes. Unnecessary. unnecessary groan. For sure. Right. Okay, Jonah. Next up, this one, the city isn't listed. The moan is, this moan goes out to the people that I waited on at my restaurant job on Wednesday, July 7th. Despite my best efforts... And I was extremely busy. They delayed me taking their order. You deemed yourself more important than everything else going on in the world. And they decided that on a $39 tab, they only left me a tip of 46 cents. I sure hope that made your day. Brian, what do you think? That's legitimate. Yeah. At least the not getting tipped well. I don't understand the other complaint. <laughs> they were mad because it took so long to get their order. That's kind of the issue with these things. <laughs> Sometimes these people that write into this have a hard time kind of focusing their complaint. I think yeah. the stuff about I was extremely busy. They delayed me in taking their order. And then you deemed yourself more important than everything else going on in the world. That feels okay. Like I, I'm not really on your side. Now, when this person said that on a $39 tab, they only left me a tip of 46 cents. I'm going to come full circle here. Then I feel like, oh, I understand that complaint. 49 cents is so rude. But then if you like kind of read between the lines here, this person's attitude, like the way that this person <laughs> kind of views the them saying you viewed yourself more important than everything else in the world. Like, I do wonder if these... There's more to this story. There's more to this yeah. story. Yeah, exactly. If there's the other side of somebody going, look, I was having trouble deciding on what to get. You kept harassing me. <laughs> Apparently, your time is way more important than my yeah. time as a customer. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So I tipped you 46 cents to be a jerk. Yeah, yeah. And make like, a point. Yeah. It might be nice to get the complaint out of the customers and see what they experienced on that day. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I'm with Brian and you, I think. I think there's more to this story, but yeah, they think these customers deem themselves more important than everything else going on in the world. Sounds like, that sounds like a big judgment call. Just because they were like, we need another second to look yeah. at yeah, like yeah. we get that you're busy. It's, yeah. 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 So I think, yeah, but I That's do. It's a reach. I, it's a reach. But I do think the 46 cent tip is pretty harsh. I mean, it's like yeah. that. Totally. Totally. It's $39 and you got to, you're trying to make us pretty That's statement. absolutely not okay. You got to tip people. But I also would say if I was going out to eat, I wouldn't necessarily want this person to be my server just because it seems like they might have some of their own kind of sure. interpersonal stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, Vanessa, you want to read the last one? Sure. Okay. This one's from Lakewood, Ohio. To the man walking a dog in Lakewood Park while we were watching the sunset. <laughs> Just so snarky. Okay. No, we did not think it was cute that your dog peed on our bike. Another reason not to have dogs allowed in the park. You could have pulled him away from the bike. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Brian, what do you think? As a dog owner, I'm going to pee on them. <laughs> <laughs> for getting mad at the dog doesn't know uh, also the fact that they we were just watching the sunset <laughs> that was your uh, it makes me mad and i don't know why yeah i know i know well because it's also like it's not your alfa romeo it's your like it's your mountain bike like what's the you're riding it over gravel right but you're also doing something you could kind of do anywhere <laughs> Yes, yes. But you went, no, this is my this is my sunset area. Yeah. And you got into my space where I'm watching, you know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I agree. It's a big old park. I also yeah. wonder if the owner of the dog was like, <laughs> I'm so sorry, like laughing in that, you know, like, that's Rocky or whatever. The dog yeah. Oh, when they yeah. said it's not funny. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We did not think it was cute that your dog peed on our bike. I thought that the person laughed. I made the person laughing, but I think the owner said that they, anyways, it was like, isn't this dog cute? And look, I just think you left your bike out. You're in the park. You're watching the sunset. You know, I think this person maybe might need a little bit of an attitude adjustment. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think they need to, they're creating some drama because their life sounds pretty boring. Let's go to the park and watch a sunset. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If you're so scared of dogs peeing on your bike, maybe watch the sunset from home. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah, literally anywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. Anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Or walk to the park or drive. Then you won't have a bike there to be peed on. There's a whole lot going on there. There's a whole lot going There's on. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Once again, I feel like we're not getting the full story, but I think we're all going to call this one an 
unnecessary groan. Unnecessary also, like, groan. at least these other people have kind of tried to end their complaints with like a little bit of a wrap-up sentence. Uh-huh. This person's last sentence was, you could have pulled him away from the bike. Learn to write much? <laughs> you know, like... And yeah, they're still thinking about it. They're writing letters anonymously. I mean, it's, it's, they can let it go, I think. They can let it go. Okay. So I think this is two unnecessary groans and one legit moan. And the legit moan being the middle one, which is the tip. And yet we still aren't totally 100% with that person. (laughs) But we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. That tracks. (laughs) Incredible. Well, Brian, this has gone very quickly. This feels like we just started, but it's time to wrap up and ask you, you know, (laughs) where can people find you? Your tour, your your social media, all of it. I have a a new special that's everywhere. And I know it's people got charged some places, but it's free right now on YouTube. So uh, do that. And then don't complain about paying for it somewhere else. Okay, you too. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but uh, com. I do most of my social media, and then the rest of it's done by my buddy since high school. So, But tour dates are out there, and I'm doing a fair amount of touring. I'm going to be at Moon Tower in Austin. Which oh, I'm great. Looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be great. I'm very excited to check out your comic series, The Axe, with Joe Troman as well. That looks incredible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that came out great. It should be in the like hardcover at some point. And then I've got more books coming through uh, through Image Comics next year. Another one with Joe called Rifters that's about uh, time cops. And then uh, I wrote a, a skateboarding comic book called Grommets with another buddy of mine. Amazing. Aww. Yeah. Can't wait to check those out. Yeah. Well, thank you. That was so much fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you enjoyed that, please subscribe to the podcast and keep an eye out for next week's episode of How Did We Get Weird? We will discuss more stories from our childhood and cultural touchstones like nerds. Thanks so much, Brian. This was great. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.